It's Christmas time in the city, Johnny. Oh, uh, can you feel it? We had snow the other day. We did. We had uh, quite a bit of snow. You know, well, I'm, I'm snow, ran. a lot of snow for, for yes. Nashville. And yeah. for us in November. Yeah. I ran in it. No. In the snowstorm. Yep, cold gear, mask, the whole deal. That's just... It was awesome. Man. I, I like... I like that, that kind of run is less like, I'm going to get in shape, dang it, and more like, I'm punishing myself for being fat. <laughs> Which, it am I a, closer to the truth? I will yeah. say, I drug my body through it. Like, yeah. A lot of my runs right now are, I'm just dragging myself to the three-mile mark. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, Remember that old song from um, Delirious? Uh... Dragging myself to the three-mile mark <laughs> for Jesus. Maybe I can run. Maybe I can fly. Remember that one? Oh, Two. yeah, yeah. He had that line, uh, I want to I wanna go deeper. That's what it was. Yeah. But he'd say, I want to run faster, but this old leg won't carry me. I always thought it was so funny. He said, this old leg won't like carry got- me. Like he's running on one leg. Yeah, that would be That's harder. how I feel sometimes. I'm running like, yeah, this old leg won't carry me. But I'm actually using two legs. But... And he had the accent to, want to go deep? I always thought he was saying, uh, I work at Home Depot. <laughs> work at <laughs> Home Depot. It's <laughs> a new slogan. I wonder how many people listen and re- remember the references, because that's old. That's hilarious. an old one. and yeah. <clears throat> But that was a big, that was a, a big hit. hit. Big that was hit. a hit. Yeah. yeah. They're interesting. All right. So I found a new story today that uh, this is good. All right. Because this is kind of like, we're always like, I don't know, I feel like we have stories that get political without us meaning to because we're just like oh this is interesting and then there's always some weird political undertone that we don't mean to be there but it just feels like people are going to be like aha but this one really interested me <laughs> it was on because i have we have a little like stock app and there's stories underneath it you this are under, such this, an elitist i know right this I'm is a stock sorry guys it's under environment this is the category of the article no kill lab grown meat to go on sale for first time I didn't know no-kill lab-grown meat was a thing until I saw that headline and was like, I'm on board. Let's see what this is about. Singapore's approval of chicken cells grown in bioreactors is seen as a landmark moment across industry. So here's what happened. Cultured meat produced in bioreactors without the slaughter of an animal has been approved for sale by a regulatory authority for the first time. Now, this is Singapore, so we're not exactly in our neck of the woods yet. But what basically this goes on to say is, the chicken bites, in quotes, chicken bites produced by, U- oh, it's produced by a U.S. company, Eat Just, have passed a safety review by the Singapore Food Agency and approval of could open the door to a future where all meat is produced without the killing of livestock. And then it goes on to give numbers of like how that would affect the environment and global warming because like the weirdest thing about the environment that we've learned over the past 20 years is that one of the gigantic problems is cattle farts. <laughs> Cattle farts produce the most you methane. You heard it here, folks. Cow farts yeah. produce so much methane yeah. that it's a huge problem. So our, so like just giving up meat, if everybody just gave up meat and we didn't have to produce all this livestock, because I did not know these numbers. Listen to this. 130 million chickens are slaughtered every day for meat. 130 million chickens and 4 million pigs, which that's a really big discrepancy. 130 yeah. million to 4 million pigs. So bacon, not the big winner that we thought. Wow. Uh, 60% of the mammals on Earth are livestock. Isn't that crazy? Wow. 36% are humans and 4% are wild. So there's a bunch of feral whatever running out there. that What we just call animals. I guess. Yeah. But anyway, I don't think they would call pets wild, though. This is 4% are wild. So there's still some. There's still a percentage in there. So that's 60, 96. Well, no, I guess that is 4%. So. That's that's 100%. So I don't know what's going on. So I guess they're calling our pets wild. They're in that wild wow. scenario. But anyway, all that said, this obviously could make this gigantic thing. But even beyond the political ramifications of like whether you believe that we need to stop global warming and we have to stop methane production and whether you believe eating meat's wrong, which I don't, obviously. I mean, I eat meat. We had meat today, John. I enjoy meat. But it was weird when you wanted to kill the chicken yourself. I, I did. Like, I wow. said, can I watch it happen? Yeah. And they said, I don't, we don't do that here. And I said, well, I'm going somewhere else then. <laughs> First, you made me wear a mask. And now you're not going to watch. let me watch me kill the chicken? Get out of help. here. Yeah. Exactly. I had a tiny little you know, ceremonial dagger. Anyway, I'm just intrigued by it because I do think about it. Like, I don't believe eating meat is wrong or I wouldn't do it. But I do believe if there was a possibility 
of producing meat, which it looks like there is a possibility. They said that it'll take it'll take years for this to become less expensive, but it is going to be less expensive eventually. They're literally just growing meat cells. You can do uh, what do they call it? Uh, almost how do they get these cells? What does it say? I feel Hang like on. this is going to end in like Jurassic Park somehow. Right. And that's when the chicken rose up and took over. Okay, the cells used to start the process came from a cell bank. Whatever that is. Welcome to cell bank. You're going to get your balance. Uh, did not require the slaughter of a chicken because cells can be taken from biopsies of live animals. So they do like a biopsy from a live chicken, get these cells, and then I guess they replicate them again and again in a some kind of a weird environment, uh, uh, whatever they call these things. Labs. No, no, no. Oh. Bioreactor. So you put them in this bioreactor and it generates, and then somehow a piece of chicken comes out. That's real chicken. But that's the question. Would you switch to no-kill beef, chicken, whatever, pork, if it was a little more expensive? Or would you wait until it was exact? Would it have to be exactly as delicious, too? Or would you be like, I'm out until you... Because that's the way I was with the Priuses. I was like, until we get a Prius that doesn't look like a spaceship <laughs> and doesn't cost two times as much as a regular car. Right. I'm on, I, listen, I want to save the earth, but you're killing me. You're killing my wallet. So I'm I'm a centrist. I'm waiting until those two things cross over. I'm a free market capitalist who also wants to be responsible. So give me a better product that doesn't kill me and can pay for itself in the five years that I'm going to drive this car a lot. Yeah. Then I'm with you on the Priuses. So I'm looking at hybrids now because that's we've, we're reaching that point. Like there's a hybrid SUV that I'm looking at. Uh, because I'm going to have to be driving a lot next year because of flying being a weird thing with the virus and everything. Yeah. So I'm looking at a, at a hybrid. I think that's what's going to happen with meat. If you can show me a test tube chicken nugget that is as delicious and only maybe a few pennies on the dollar more, uh, let's do it. Or are you waiting to see, like, what is this going to do to our yeah, insides? Is like, it, you're, you're afraid not, of side effects? You're not feeding it anything, one. What do you mean you're not feeding I mean, anything? So, like, the whole debate over meat and stuff now is... But it's coming from a chicken that was already fed. Grass-fed beef and all yeah. that, though. But the chicken's growing but let's say by they natural grow- means. Yeah, but listen. What if they? What if the process started with from a grass-fed cow? Let's say they're doing it with beef. <sighs> let's say you take the cow and you say, well, now I can grow a thousand of these cows in a... In a slaughter-free environment, would you not be in, ready for that? I don't know. You like, want to kill the cow? I think like you're you're. We don't. I don't know. Still There's so much in the story that we don't know. But we don't even like. We don't eat antibiotic chicken. So like, how in the world you're gonna but eat this an is, artificial? This sounds chicken. like it's it's not artificial though. Can you give me a hybrid chicken? No, 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 no. Like uh, enough, you know, enough more real plugs to the gallon. <laughs> Listen, what I'm saying is this is basically cloning. Yeah. So if I could say it is the same chicken, it is the same meat, and and 130 million chickens didn't have to get slaughtered, but then somebody's going to come in and say, like, how many jobs are we taking away from these That's people true. who suffocate chickens every day? It's well, such a weird, uh, such a weird argument. You and I just both ate chickens, so we, we, did. we can't, we can't but be that, that upset But those people it. can go get jobs in the lab and working in the bioreactors. Oh, I'm sure. That's the same exact <laughs> skill set from farm-raising chickens. There will to- be jobs, though, for this this enterprise. See, this is what always is what it all comes. This is about oil and everything else too. It's, again, it sounds like we're being political, everybody. We're not, but it really does come down. You know, Sadie. Our, is, yeah, our, Sadie's in a STEM class. We're talking a lot about the environment, mm-hmm. and she's terrified. There's going to be no Earth, you know, yeah. left for her generation, kind of thing. You know, and I was talking to her about like, hey, you know, there, it's that that balance of it, like. There, there's a way you can be a good steward of this without without being panicked all day the, the about panicking all day yeah. of it, because um, they were saying that when I was a kid in some form or fashion, and there's probably truth to it in some parts of the world. Like we need to plant more forests, and we need like absolutely yeah. let's not if we can. So, but but also realizing how many you know hundreds of millions of jobs are around trucking yeah, and oil industries, true and auto. Plants. I mean, like, there's so many people. But there's going to be, like, there's new industries, like, that we learn. Think about if we had that idea, well, we already did. We had that idea with coal, whereas, like, when coal production started to go out and people were getting black lung and everything, we're like, we got to figure out a way to have another. But people panic because, like, the, our whole town is built on this. Yeah. Well, then you start educating people to do other things. It just doesn't work that way, though. Like, who's going to educate them? Who's going to pay 
for the change, you know, like especially when your generation's deep. And it did decimate. So, there, look, if you drive across. So we should just hang on to the no, old ways of doing that. things just, just because we want to hang on so people, uneducated people can keep jobs? I don't understand. You know that I'm not a, I'm not a fan of hanging on to old things. I'm saying the transition is more difficult than you might yeah. think. So like it's it's a if it, okay Route sixty six versus yeah. the interstate system, how many towns the interstate put out of business? Like that's that's true. Right. That, that today they're just decimated. You know yeah. how many progress uh, marches on and all that. Every yeah. time you close a military base, that's another big thing. You close a military base, it's been there for for thirty years, mm-hmm. and the whole town has sprung up around it, and it just it just takes out all of the. Of, of the industry and the, and the economy of that place. So it, yeah. it's just a reality of change. I, I think. want to taste the chicken. You want, you want a piece of it. I want a piece of the stock oh. and a piece of the chicken. Cause yeah. I think it's going to explode. I think it's going to work. I think, I think this is basically cloning. You want to, you want to buy stock in chicken. I think stock. people, I think people like me. Yeah. I want, I think people like me who are like meat eaters, but also, if you could show me a more humane way and a more environmentally friendly way to produce something as delicious as what I already eat, yeah. I would be on board with it. Even if it costs a little more, I would do it. And I think a lot of people are like me. I think for me, again, I want to make sure it doesn't cause someone to grow an extra ear in five years of eating it, which I think we're already – I think the reason we have so much – All the hormones. But see, this would yeah. be different because this, this you just take a normal chicken that's not hormonal. I still ate it out of a lab. What did you call it? A biosphere? What was it? It a, was a uh, – <laughs> Bioreactor. <laughs> yeah. You're talking about a bioreactor. Yeah. Like, I did that right there does not. I, I do think. But really, what we are as creatures are bioreactors. We're growing cells every day. So that they're doing this in a lab. I don't see. It, it's not. It just sounds. It sounds futuristic and awful, but it's not necessarily just because it's more complicated. I know just in my whole first world dieting process. Yeah. That. I feel better when I eat real food yeah. than I do when I eat like a protein bar. I can have a protein bar for a while, but eventually, like I'm, I want to really, and I know that there's that there's some sort of processing that yeah. went into the egg or whatever that I'm, you know, that it was. I, I know it's not all natural, but I feel better with natural food. I just maybe it is, like you said, if it really is natural food. But again, I want a grass fed cow. You know, mm-hmm. and I but, want him right now, Johnny. But if you I bring t- him, but if I told you this was a grass-fed cow, I, and we just took living cow, cells from him and grew this steak for you, but this cow didn't actually eat it. And so steaks literally will grow on trees. We'll figure out a way <laughs> to make it happen. It is fascinating. There's no doubt. No, I'm open. I would try a piece. Yeah, yeah. Bring me a hybrid. Because it's not like they're saying, "Hey, here's a here's a uh, synthetic uh, digital picture of chicken." That we're going to make you think you're eating chicken. It is chicken cells that they grew chicken from a living chicken. I think you just entered the matrix. Like you're saying to yourself, when I eat this chicken. It's telling my brain. It's sending electric impulses that tell my brain I'm eating a delicious steak. And you don't even care. Wait. I don't care. Uh, Because that's the thing. Like I think if I watched enough of those videos that PETA produces where they show the mink farms and they show the the piglets getting their teeth pulled with pliers before they get slaughtered to make bacon that I eat. I could be a vegetarian. Like, I could make myself feel really bad. So if you told me there's an option where that doesn't have to happen, sure. I would be like, yes. I do care about the dairy farmers. The and I guess it wouldn't affect dairy farmers as much, but I no. do care we about st- I mean, well, maybe they'll figure out a way to know. synthesize milk. I don't know. Well, you know, we already have friends in East Tennessee uh, that the, the dairy industry is going down considerably because of almond milk and those kinds of oh, things. Oh, right. Like that they've, they've already had to shut down some things. Because they just figure out the dairy's just not great for you. Right. And again, it come, come People back People are around. more cognizant of... So that's it does, probably hormones too, though, right? The hormones in the milk and all that. Yeah. It's just less... Well, that's why you get organic. The milk today that. is less good for you, maybe, then? I'm not a milk person anyway. I'm not a big milk person. Yeah. Like, I used to have, like, milk with my cereal, maybe, and I'd probably eat cereal, like, three days a week as a yeah. kid. Now I don't I don't drink milk at all. Dude, I could drink chocolate milk all day. Yeah. Love some chocolate milk. I do the chocolate uh protein shake after yeah. but that's not that's not got any dairy in it. Uh, it tastes like chocolate milk though. Yeah. It's so, good. What do you do? Whey protein? It's a whey. Whey. Where there's a will, John. Where there's a will, there's a way. Yeah. I'm huge now, you know that. My father in law told me over Thanksgiving, by the way. Okay. And I don't know if people would have a um a context for this, you know, but, uh, I guess I have to say it up front. Uh, well, I'll just say it. He said he had this, this boss, the CEO of the company he used to work for. And the guy was just kind of a, a piece of work. And he was up in Chicago or New York, my father-in-law at a meeting. 
and he went into the stall and someone had written on the stall and I won't say the guy's name, mm-hmm. but they said, Will Rogers never met Mr. <laughs> oh, cause he said, I never met a man I didn't like, didn't like. <laughs> he said, my father-in-law just laughed. It's still That's great. Day, That's so kind of funny. like an intelligent graffiti. Oh, That's super, like one of the yeah. smartest, most sophisticated versions of off or, uh, bathroom stall graffiti you've ever seen. Like in the corporate headquarters where that guy could use the stall. It said, uh, Mr. Rogers or Will Ro- Mr. Rogers. <laughs> Mr. Rogers never met him either. But yeah, the whole point, Will Rogers never met a man he didn't like is what he said, you yeah. know, so, but, um, that's funny. I thought that was hilarious. I did. I, la- I laughed. It's like heartily. a sick burn. Yeah. But it is, it's deep, you know, and it, it, it I don't know. It's, uh, that guy's not a sponsor. I'll say he's that. not. So, uh, uh, Mitch Hedberg used to have a joke about that when he would be in a stall and he'd read all this graffiti and he was like, it's, it made me realize a lot of people crap with pens. <laughs> I think it was Dimitri Martin, actually, not uh, Mitch Hedberg. But anyway, when they're true. scratched in with a knife, that's, that's when I go, like, "Dude, you were in there a while. You really went for it." Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna pull out this knife. You know, like I'm just like Johnny. Bathroom visits and knives don't mix. You know what I'm saying? Somebody tweeted the other day that uh, what is the guy's name? Post Malone. You seen Post Malone? Yeah, yeah. That he looks like a detention desk. And uh, it's a good, that's actually a good descriptor of him. The face tattoos. When you get that many face tattoos, you're like, I'm going to make it in music. Oh, you got Because you're not giving your, you're burning the bridge behind you. Yeah. You know? You're saying, I am now an artist. I, I tried to tell Sadie the other day, because she was, she was, you know, she's into artists. And uh, and we talk about different ones, and we listen. You know, she loves Ariana Grande, but, you know, we also listen to Tori Kelly, mm-hmm. who Tori Kelly is just as good of a singer and a great songwriter. She's it, like the cleaned up version of Ariana Grande. She's got pop. She's the safer. She, she has done songs with everybody. Right. Like, oh my goodness. If you go look at who she's collaborated with, it's unbelievable. Right. Like, L.O. Cool J, everybody. Like, you know, she's she's new, old, all of them. And like, uh, and can sing the, like, just, and so Sadie's kind of like, Looking at the two of them, I think, you know, mm-hmm. and Ariana Grande is the most amazing vocalist. Have you ever oh, you yeah, heard her incredible. on Fallon oh, she's when she did all the impressions and stuff, too? Like, yeah, yeah. Did you hear her do Mariah Carey and mm-hmm. stuff? Like, unbelievable. I mean, they're both just, just great. But, like, Tori Kelly has a song where she's like, maybe I, it's basically against the industry. And it's like, you know, you, you it's called Unbreakable Smile. Like, you're not going to take away who I want to be. Yeah. And you keep telling me. And her second verse is like, maybe I can sell out shows without taking off my clothes. You know, God may be sexy, doesn't matter if anybody else knows, kind of thing. Like, it's a real, like, boom, you know, into the industry kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, and you just go, so Sadie and I were talking about that. I was telling her about how when we were in a band, our producer told us, back to your point, that if we need to look like artists when yeah. we walk into a restaurant or whatever. And I think that that was kind of the tipping point for us. Like, yeah, I don't think I want it that bad. He was like, you should be able to tell yeah. when they look at you by your hair and your clothes. And we're yeah. just like, ah. And you and I have spent our lives, as we talked about before, trying to dress not to stand out. Yeah. And then he was like, no, you need to stand out and basically look like a freak so everyone knows you're an artist. And we're like, yeah, I think I'd, I think I'd rather just write books or... <laughs> and you did, John. In other news, I wasn't that good. That also contributed. Yeah, that's true. But no, no, I think it was the fact that I didn't want to dress the part that really kept us from it. <laughs> <laughs> I need to lose like 50, 60 more pounds. You need to be like, like artists need to look hungry. I looked full. You know what I'm saying? I looked <laughs> like I just, <laughs> just after shot, Thanksgiving. He just ate a Big Mac. Yeah. yeah. He's eating during the photo shoot. <laughs> we did eat like, we ate like crap on the, on the road especially. Yeah. But we would, we, we had a and lot of late night Waffle House. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. All around Knoxville. Waffle House is a phenomenon. It's hard to explain to people who don't live in a Waffle House area. There are so many Waffle Houses in Knoxville, Tennessee. There was an exit where there were two within a mile of each other. Oh, yeah. Like off the exit, you could go to the left and go to that. Because yeah. we would say, you can hey, see we at the Waffle House on Merchants. You'd be like, which one? I'd be at the one or the right. Remember? <laughs> yeah, because they're in a sight And we'd distance. go to one, and if you if it was full, you'd be like, let's go to the other go one. To the and other it's one. a mile. You could almost walk to it. Yeah. If you hadn't eaten at Waffle House a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely can't walk a mile. <laughs> a mile would be a pretty long walk for yeah. a perennial Waffle House. Person, no, I just sorry, I don't mean to. Uh, no, um, wow, you yeah, just impugned geez. an entire. I am that person, so yeah. I don't know. Man, it's know. still so good. It is. It is they've a, got. They've speaking. Their COVID, have you seen their COVID uh, response? No, but I would say stereotypically, I have not gone in there since COVID started. I'm it's, expecting people not to take it very seriously. It is. Uh, They're already playing with their health so much. It is clear shower curtains hanging no. from the ceiling between the booths. 
No, is it really? Uh-huh. Why well, stand corrected? Just a clear... But a shower curtain doesn't... No. It, it'll block something. It's like the bubble that... Remember the bubble that they put E.T. in when the government came and got him? <laughs> it's kind of that. It's a thick plastic, <laughs> but it's not... You don't want to be in that bubble eating steak and eggs. No. Or you're scattered, smothered, covered, diced, chunked, and topped. That's wow, when I you'll... all that. That's, that's how you know how many times I've been. <laughs> <laughs> That's when you'll go to the new synthetically created chicken is when it when it gets down to waffles, which is like twenty thirty two. When right. they're finally like now offering yeah. test tube chicken. Yeah. We're gonna you're gonna wanna call it something different than that. You need to give it a good name. Yeah. That makes everybody want it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know what that would be. Well the company that made this stuff, what's it called? Eat uh what is it called? Just eat or just eat, eat just. just. So that's kind of a there's a you know, there's a Whatever you want to call it, yeah, social but if justice. You, if you put a social spin on, I think it's going right. to cause a lot. Of it's people a turnoff to, to a lot of yeah. people because they're like, "Oh, this sounds like." And you made you made my chicken political, and I just want it to be. Delicious. I just want my chicken. To- <laughs> I just want it to be savory. <laughs> my my chicken is independent. Yeah, uh, it's apolitical. No, I, I just yeah, I think I think when you can tell me that the Burt's chili yeah is made, it, you put in a chili, I think I eat all day long. Because you're not really you're, you're tasting the chili spices anyway, John. Exactly. You yeah. You yeah. can soak a tire in that stuff, and you're like, oh, this is pretty good. <laughs> and have uh, yeah. We don't no, know. I don't. Do you eat synthetic meat now? Have you, have you tried it? Like, what is the one at Burger King? The oh, Impossible Whopper. Yeah. I haven't. Yeah. I don't know if I've no, had it. Never had it. But if it tastes like the grill, where the other waffle. Whoppers, but the thing about that is, it's here's here's I guess it just proves that I don't care enough because. I don't care to have it because I, I read thinking, well, maybe this would be better for me. But it's just as many calories as a beef burger. Well, they got to put all that stuff in there to make all the fat or whatever. The, I don't know what they're putting in it to make it delicious, but they're doing something. I think it's plant based. I don't know what they're doing to make it taste like meat. Then, but here's the deal: though. I'm trying to avoid the bread anyway, not the meat. Oh, like I go in there and get a Whopper, take the bread off, so it wouldn't help me. I'm looking for more fat. You know what I'm saying? Because of keto, you need a grain. That is produced in a bio reactor. Yeah, I mean, somewhere that they, they've somehow nuke, they've used nuclear fission to get rid of the ketones. Yes, that's what uh, I mean. Or the whatever the glutens. Wasn't that going to be our band? By the way, the ketones. They man, we, were gonna... we weren't. We were not going to make it. We went zinc, <laughs> aluminum. No, aluminum's I... a thing. Oh, is it? Yeah, twenty thousand copies. Is aluminum? Travis, Travis told us that we weren't even aluminum. Oh, he might have. Maybe that's like a long rib. Maybe that was like a. Wow, a long, he just got you. <laughs> maybe because I remember Tim telling me that like one of Surely his CDs not. went aluminum, and that was twenty thousand copies. It that was a, that's a certification. There's no way to know. There's we're no not way. looking it up. We'll just wait for no. the questions from our loyal here. listeners. We want you. I want to do a message by the way in the new year uh, before we get back into our common thread series. I want to do a message on digital health. I think like more than ever we needed like taking care of your fingers. Yeah. Digital health. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) You got to soak it. Uh, it, No, it's a, I just, I think to that end, I'm learning to sit for real. We joke about it. I want to sit and not know things and just be okay. It is interesting. It's good for you. Or contemplate before you write things or say things. Yeah. Like have to be bored a little bit or Mm -hmm. not know something. Uh, like I think not just the not know something, like you said, not react or not stimulate. Like what if you didn't stimulate your brain with that so much and you had like, you know, it, I'm telling you, people are freaking out. I was, I was telling them Sunday, you were there. You were there. I was there. Wow. That was, uh, I didn't care for it. Uh, <laughs> I won't be back, but listen, it's not you. But hey, Hey, it's not you. It's me. I'll come back when you're not wearing masks. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I wish I wish that wasn't a real conversation I have. Uh, I'm sorry, but uh, yeah, but no, it's a you know you just realize I was talking about COVID just a little bit. It was one of those. Listen, I'm going to tell you the bad stuff before I tell you the hope. This is about hope, you know. And, and it was Advent. It was like, hey, my cousin died of COVID. One of Laura's friends' dads just died of COVID. And how are you feel about COVID? I know a lot of people who are either suffering or anxious. Like, mm-hmm. how are you? you feel about it, there is a high degree of, of suffering on multiple fronts, you know, about this. And so just trying to acknowledge that for people, even people who don't believe in it are very anxious about it. And the reason they're, they're anxious about it is because their phones are telling them to be telling you that you're, you know, you're, you're a sheeple, you're being, you know, completely and totally manipulated by this, whatever. Is it, you're a sheeple? Is it, is is it a, 
Dude, you're a sheep. If you're a sheep. You're yeah, a sheep. You. But it's sheep will be multiple. You wouldn't say you're a sheeple. It'd be you're a sherson. Bunch of sheeple. You're a sherson. <laughs> you're a sherson. <laughs> I don't know. I have not looked at the singular of sheeple before. You got to get yeah, You got to be you're a, a sherson, sherson, and then a group of you is a sheeple. Ugh, so it's an entire group. You know, the sheeple thing. Really? It's fine. I know we've said it before. But here's the church. Here's the sheeple. Open, open the, the door. door. Here's the. Wait a minute. I don't know. It is. It, it, it drives me out of my mind. Drives me out of my mind. Like it is. It is the term extracted from the current dumpster fire that we call dialogue in this country that sets me off the most. Like just yeah. a follower calling someone else a follower just drives me out of my mind. Well, like, yeah, and then something catchy and simple uh, and direct. Like I think that's the kind of a the last the last four or five years have lent itself to this, where it's like if something is like bold and direct and simple, it's taken as a right answer or like dunking on somebody on Twitter is like this thing of like yeah, but rather than because we don't want the complicated short we don't want the complicated longer answer and so the nuance is dead. And so I don't know. I find that fascinating. That like somebody's just like we want. It's like what they what they said about Trump, for instance, was like he says what he thinks, and like that became an attractive thing about him. He's this political outsider. He says what he thinks, and he whatever. And so that people were really drawn to that because yeah. what we had been getting was all this spin and all this slickness from our politicians. So it was like he's this is going to be good. Yeah. So that's what everybody thought. So I think that has kind of given birth to this thing of like. You say the bold, obnoxious thing, it's like that has merit to it now. Right. That it would not have had before. Whereas like, but what's your, what's your, uh, you would have wanted to know if, or if a PhD says something after you, you're like, well, let's listen to what this guy says. He seems to have more education. No, no. I like what this guy did. Cause he just said yeah. exactly what he was thinking. And there was just something about it. It's like, I, I think we're headed down a weird path and it, it, we've been headed that way for a while. But I think we're seeing the fruit of it for sure now. Yeah, it's like an inverted uh, value system of no longer do I want you to actually know things. I just want you to be able to say things better, Mm -hmm. you know, than than someone else. Or say it more like Mm -hmm. I would say it. Yeah. You get that with – think about Tennessee coaches. It's a great example. So when Tennessee – which we're probably getting ready to fire a coach and hire a new coach. So when that happens – the search will not just be about who's the best coach. There will be a lot of articles and think pieces written about, does this person get Tennessee culture? Yeah. And the truth is, that's the stupidest thing. It won't matter if you win. But how you, how you interact with our journalists who have been around for 40, 50 years will affect whether that coach has success or not. Or whether he has a lot of roadblocks. Yeah. Because these journalists are like a, you know, they're like a cabal. They they can they can inhibit you, and so it, it's fast. So I think that's what's happening on a larger scale. We have a lot of people who are like, this guy. No, I'm not talking just about Trump. I'm talking about anything. You can say you could be in a comment thread, and somebody could come out and be obnoxious. You go like, yeah, but he speaks like I speak. Yeah. So it's he gets the win. So right. somebody starts saying, but this is more complicated and nuanced, and here's why. I have a degree in such and such. It's like, this. what's the book, The Death of Expertise? Mm-hmm. Like, that's what it is in a nutshell. It's like, we don't want the, uh, we want just the simplest, boldest answer yeah. if it if it kind of rings the bell for us. Yeah. And, and if there's a more drawn out, nuanced, complicated explanation it's either wrong or it doesn't jibe with me, so I have to discount it right away. And I do it, too. I'm not saying that we never do it. I'm saying our biases are becoming way more complicated with social media. Well, it really is an adversarial game now, though. It is, a like you said, who who can win with the knockout punch? Yeah. It's not about the ongoing, and I think nuance is a word that's so lost in culture now. But you're right. It's like a if I could win. And then you never win, you know, you, you, you immediately, I mean, it's not really a dialogue. It's dueling monologues is really what it is. It's everybody, you know, with their own, their own thought processes. But <clears throat> no, it's a very, it's a fascinating thing because the results of it over time are so detrimental uh, to, not, not just a centrist way of thinking, but so detrimental to progress because you're like, yeah. only the extremes can make progress now. 
which means we can't make real progress because an extreme making progress is going to be it's going to have a lot more detrimental aspects to it than all of us making progress together through a, a, a process that never gets shut down. There's no diplomacy. Yeah. Diplomacy is cowardice now to most people. Even look at foreign. Well, and I think the church had a way, uh, an element of uh, complicity in that because we were taught forever that compromise was this, this right. uh, spiraling you know, staircase into hell. That if we just if we if we give the devil an inch, he'll you'll make him a ruler, and all mm. these little catchy things that we were told. So now when we go to have a conversation with somebody, and they just have a tiny political variation than you, and you're just at the Thanksgiving table with them, and they might disagree with you on one little thing, we have to attack because the victory right. is more important. And if we let them get us on this, before you know it, they're. You know, yeah. you know, we've we've talked about the gun thing before. If I let them say this about them, they're going to come. It's going to be Ruby Ridge. It's going to be if I let them say this, then they're going to, uh, you know, if I say maybe we should let these dreamers stay in the country because they're refugees and they applied through a proper process. If I let them have that, then we're going to be overrun with crime and immigrants. And it's, you know, what I'm saying yeah. like we can't we've not we've not been taught to properly compromise. Yeah. We've been taught that compromise is sin in and of itself. That's, that's interesting. I've never thought of that. The the religious, I guess, not just rhetoric, but thought processes of that. And, and of course, the marrying of conservatism with Christianity, um, which I just think is fascinating. I think we can't overstate how important that is as conservatives. Um, and I think you've heard my whole theory that it was the downfall of the Roman Empire is the moment that the Roman Empire became Christian. Yeah. And so that sounds very sacrilegious from a Christian to say, but it's not because anything was wrong with Christianity. It's because it's not compatible with an earthly kingdom. Right. Jesus, Jesus won't share two thrones with, with another person, another human. Yeah. Not because he wants to hurt, but because he's the only one who can. So the moment Constantine, and there's this fascinating, uh, he's a, uh, church history professor and he's, it's a survey course. It's like he's not he's not shining it up. He's just telling you what happened. When Constantine became emperor of Rome, you literally had all these bishops and elders who came to – he invited them for the first time to come to his palace yeah. to discuss things. Because a lot of the councils and other things came after that that were sanctioned by the state. And you had these old men who – some of them came with one limb – Removed, or some of them came with one eye plucked out, where they had been persecuted mm-hmm. by previous emperors. So they're limping in as now being accepted and invited into the palace where they had once been killed or persecuted. Mm-hmm. And within a few months, I don't even think it took that long, he began to create now this, this I guess, hierarchy of religious leadership within the state. This is the beginning, you know, of right of nationalized what, what, Christianity, right, basically. What we would think of, and eventually it did became became yeah. illegal not to be a Christian when it once had been illegal to be, right? And which sounds like the dream. It sounds like the dream. a nightmare. He thinks he's going to be good. It's not good. Literally, those men who once were willing to lose an eye, a limb, or their lives for the gospel within a few months are infighting politically mm-hmm. for position at the table with the emperor right? because they had turned it on its head. It's not, it's not that you, you these things can't go together, not because something's wrong with Christianity. And so like having that understanding that I am a Christian in a nation that was founded on Judeo Christian values that stated God, I'm okay with all of that. But, the, but that whole separation of church and state idea or this, I, how many times have you heard, well, the country started going downhill when they took prayer out of schools in the 60s, right? right, Or 50s, whenever that was. And you're going, that's, that's not, to me, what you're saying is that this one practice, one religious practice in the public school system, which may have not been there from the beginning. I, I have to go look at the history of it. I'm not opposed to prayer, and I don't believe, actually, that... It, Kids are prohibited from praying. What we're talking about is a school-sanctioned, led by a school right. leader type of prayer, which constitutionally, it's, it's interesting that it got there, especially as the country became more diverse. But the country was always such that anybody could be here of that came here. Not, not understand some of this gets 
thrown out there as rhetoric. But it is certainly true that there were settlers who came here for the purpose of religious liberty. Yeah. That they would not be under the religion of the state from wherever they came from. And though suddenly now, or you know, 150 years later, you have some religious aspects that are state sponsored. And you don't, you don't realize now that you're caught in the thing. Look, yes, I want everyone to be a Christian. That'd be great. Like, yeah, but that's yeah. not, that is not a state-sponsored right. goal. It cannot be a state-sponsored goal. It has to be how I feel for my faith because those two kingdoms cannot mix. Yeah, and you can't, you give up, we give up our prophetic voice to speak truth to power when you have been given a seat at the table by that power. Yeah, wow. So you can't ever call out Caesar for being wicked. If he decides to go down a path and say, hey, let's sacrifice children to this uh, false idol, yeah. you can't be like, whoa, 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 that goes against my belief system. When you, you were given a position yeah. by this guy. So when we clamor, when the church has, I mean, I did an interview, I did a men's event, and they this guy wanted to interview me. And I think by the end of it, he was just like, what have I gotten into? Because I was just feeling especially spunky, I guess. And he was asking me what I thought about all the political wranglings of the day and the climate. I think Biden had just been declared victor that day uh, by Pennsylvania putting him over the top or whatever. And I said, you know, I don't I don't. He goes, how do you feel about this as a believer? And I said, I really feel like it the church has made a real mistake and it's the fruit of it is what we're seeing now where the church has spent decades and decades clamoring for political power uh, and settling for that. Cause that's what it is. We got to admit that it's settling yeah. when you say, well, cause you're almost saying, I don't really believe in spiritual power when you settle for this totally watered down version, right? Like we have. And that's what we really have given up is that prophetic voice to say like, Hey, We've got a wicked person in office, and we need to be able to call him out. Because when he can just say, yeah, but if you vote me out, a lot of babies are going to die, or whatever pawn they you know, put in place to allow us to just keep signing off on wickedness, you, we traded it away. Because we just like, well, we can't lose our position. We can't lose our control. And it's just an illusion. But we all fall for it. And they fall, people fall for it on the left, they fall for it on the sure. right. It, we're mani- being manipulated by both parties. And that's why there has to be a third way. We've got to find a third way. And that's, that's the thing. Well, there is a third way that's supposed to be the first way, Johnny, already. Mm. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my goodness. We just wrote another book. <laughs> and, I mean, you know, there's this, there's this idea that it's supposed to come secondary. Like, you can be so involved civically. You can be better involved civically. I theorize that the founders intended for citizens to hold the country to its standards. You know, propaganda said, I don't hate America. I just want her to keep her promises. You know? Yeah. And so, like, I mean, I'm paraphrasing The rapper that. propaganda. Yeah, correct. Not, Not propaganda in general. Sorry, the rapper <laughs> propaganda. I was like, what propaganda pamphlet said that? <laughs> that was good. No, I mean, you know, there's this idea of it's okay to say there's a reason you can amend the Constitution. Yeah. You know, there's a, there's a reason that the parties debate throughout history. Mm-hmm. There's a reason you bring a resolution because you think there needs to be a new law or an adjustment to a law um, or a bill, if you will. So, like, it's okay to to have all that. And, and so where does my Christianity light in all that? It, yeah. it, it has to light in a place where this is who I am at my essence. And this is who I am as a citizen. And this is the kingdom. In fact... This idea of whoever it may be, okay, because there have been religious leaders uh, and both both liberal and conservative over the years uh, who have you know served, like you said, at, at the behest of a president, and I'm okay with that. To some extent, I certainly want there to be you know people of faith speaking into a process. I mean, you know, Billy Graham was an advisor to so many presidents, and, and I think that all that can be positive when. When a person no longer calls that leader, whoever they may be, right or left, to Christian principles, as you said, to, there has been a little bit of a of a example giving lately of like, well, if you look in the Old Testament, you had Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, you had Daniel, those guys serving evil kings, and God mm-hmm. put them there kind of thing. And that's a great example. I totally agree with that. Yeah, you may be called upon in your lifetime within a government to do something against some, or serve someone whose morality seems to be different than yours. Mm-hmm. The difference was, 
in this case, one, they did not vote Nebuchadnezzar into office. Right. Okay. They were they were taken captive. Right. And when the rubber met the road, they didn't bow down. And that's the number two thing. As they served that leader, if he led them somewhere that was against their beliefs, mm-hmm. they defied him. Hey, King Darius with Daniel too. It's yep. like when it came down. He, they were willing to die. Yeah. And, and the kings proved, even though uh, Darius didn't really want to. Or was it Cyrus? I'm sorry, I can't remember. It was it was Darius, Darius, whatever. Okay, even though you say Darius, I say Darius. <laughs> let's, let's call, call the whole thing off. It, you know, even though he he hesitated and he regretted, he still threw him in the lion's den. Yeah, like to the and, and Nebuchadnezzar as well with with the three Hebrew children. I don't know why we call them that, but you know, like his love for them or loyalty towards them had a great limit. He was still willing to kill them over the defiance of it. So, like, that lets you know why you you can't go mixing, like, well, God put me here to serve this person. Therefore, no matter what this person does, I should completely serve them to the end. should still have limits. It has a limit, and it's God. He's your limit. Like, it's still his ways that are limited. Still, you pick that to the detriment of your own position or to the detriment of your own life. And that's actually not some radical viewpoint. That's actually just the gospel. Like, that's actually just what we're already supposed to be doing right now. So why aren't you doing it, John? I'm trying, Johnny. I started a podcast. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I just wish you... When we started the podcast, I don't think I ever knew we'd be talking about these things because life was way different when we started the podcast. I guess you're right. It's a simpler uh, time. Yeah. The world changed, not us. Oh, my it goodness. went and got in a big hurry. And here we are just trying to keep up, John. <laughs> They're growing chickens and biospheres. Ugh. Yeah, it's just hard to eat at a biosphere. It's like, were they going to have a restaurant built into the biosphere? Like, you come up like a... You just direct, can you imagine how quick? Maybe it's a really quick process. Instead of like farm to plate, it's like be like I'll take two. Here, like <laughs> and then a conveyor belt, shoom, and it's there. It's like the Jetsons. Can you make can you make the piece of meat cluck a little bit? Give me something that makes me feel like it's natural. Maybe are they going to shape it? Shape it like a chicken? I don't know, Johnny. Uh, well, even it. nuggets aren't. They're shaped like a boot and a. I you know those ones that are in the nuggets always have. Know. There's like the th- four. There's four nugget shapes. You know that. I didn't know that. So they put the goo out. If you know, if you ever watch the documentary, you've seen the documentaries about this, where it's like this paste. They put it in this mold, but the nuggets have like four shapes. Yeah, one's like a little boot end. One's Uh like an actual like oval nugget, and one's kind of a little bit distinct. But they're very specific. So yeah, those don't look like chicken. They just look like a nugget. Like we've we've convinced ourselves that's chicken though. Well, but every time like today when I ordered wings, now you want bone in. Or well, you, you get want... bone, but boneless are better. You just like boneless. They're not it's, they're, better. Oh, they're so much they're better. They're not better. You get they're, that breading. They're you chicken get that. nuggets or tenders. They're all the same thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's not natural. A chicken wing is natural. It's all in the bone. Now, what yeah, they you're did tearing, to grow... you're tearing from the flesh. That's yes. what you're going to miss, right? I don't I am a carnivore. What if they could grow the bones too, though? It came out. Like it was a full on. Just me... a rib roast they put on the edge of your car and it tips it over like Flintstone. <sighs> This is very much like Star Trek. Like, you know, you're, yeah. you're looking at the... It's the holodeck. Yeah. Uh, T, Earl Grey, hot. That's our <laughs> next generation. <laughs> but yet there was no cure for baldness. How sad. I know. Isn't that Man. crazy? Speaking of, uh, I guess you saw Kenneth Copeland's latest baldness oh, praying prayer. praying for... <sighs> Everybody put your hands on your head and say, baldness, go away. So I, I, I saw it, but I, I'm sorry, I don't remember exactly the words. But the whole room was praying for baldness to go away. And listen... I do believe God is big enough to take away baldness. I just think he, I just, I don't know. I actually absolutely believe that. It just. I think there's other issues. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe you should just find peace within within your baldness. I, Johnny, I have had to find that peace. <laughs> <laughs> Harder than you might think. But no, I just, again, I'll never want to be the guy that goes, God doesn't care about things that small. I do think God cares about that. and He and knows the hairs on your head. He does. He cares about those things. And I it's just, easier for him to count some of us than others. But I think you're talking about that prophetic witness thing. That's right. the whole, like, when you, this was like the fifth craziest, not even the fifth craziest thing you've oh, done no. this month. Oh, no, Copeland is on a run, man. And you've been saying, basically, there was no chance the election could go this way, or there's no chance the coronavirus could go this way, or no chance, and you're like, again, so I said, hey, it's okay, maybe you're just mistaken, but you're no longer a trustworthy prophet to me at some no. point. I need to stop listening to you when half the things you said are not right or biblical. So, yeah, man. So, yeah. Because yeah. you, you were talking about uh, the video. 
Oh, the video with him doing the prayer? Yeah. And then they put a... Do you want me to find it? Hold on. You don't have to find it. You just, someone made a heavy metal video to oh, his you gotta, prayer. Because right. some, some people may have not seen it, and I want to play the audio from it because it's unbelievable. And The you time can, someone put into this is so... That's what gets me. It's so good. Hang on, I'm finding it. And then you can edit, John. I know you love to edit. Oh. Uh, we might get shot down because you use it. No, it won't. Sometimes the algorithm will find if we use somebody else's music in it. Here we go. Wow. This is the real. He's just doing it with the rhythm. It's so great. Did he say a vaccination? This is why we need the internet. When you hear something like that, you're like, man, that was art. He really... He had all the beats, all so the like, breakdowns. Because he didn't do anything to the voice. He no. just followed it. Just followed the exact... Hey, guys, isn't that what we should do? <laughs> <laughs> I really don't know if I'm going to keep that. I don't know if I can. Oh, it's so good. No, I don't think it's copywritten. Uh, I don't know. No, I don't know if it's that. <laughs> <laughs> do you really think there's some other like how dare you kenneth copeland i don't know man are people gonna defend kenneth copeland to us at this point i don't know i'm not against praying against the coronavirus like i'm not against he said vaccine that's the interesting part of that prayer he he demanded he, he prayed a vaccine so it wasn't like he was like this is all fake and we don't need a vaccine at least he said that that's the most normal part of the prayer i, I pray for the healing of the nation. Yeah. I pray for this to go away for those who are sick and all those things. And I do believe that, that there's an enemy and all those things. It's, it's, it's a hard part. Like you always say that you have these people you share like some things with and, and then they go, they then say they go something pray for, they have put their hands on their heads and pray right. and they blow the wind of God. Right. And you just go, man, you just go, that's not, that, that, that was where mm-hmm. we stopped with our agreement, you yeah. know, on it. So I don't know. It's a very strange, we're men with no country, Johnny, you know that we're men with no country. So we have each other, John, there's actually a great, start quote. our own country. That's a great quote in the book that I'm, uh, just turning a manuscript for, uh, are you going to be able to give a quote of your book from you? Yes. You're quoting yourself. There's a great quote uh, I've heard. Uh, let's see. No, it's not mine. I'm quoting somebody else. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to be like. I think a wise sage it's once like, said. Uh, John Driver says. Uh, <laughs> on, politic. It's actually a quote from Thabiti Anuabuile, and uh, it was so good I had to put it into the book, Johnny. It's in the last chapter. You talk about being men with no country, you know, and it says political homelessness is not a curse, but a blessing. We were never meant to repent for being homeless in this world. We are meant to repent for seeking a home here, political or otherwise. We are, quote, looking forward to the city that has foundations whose designer and builder is God. And I was like, man, I mean, it was seriously comforting to me. Yeah. Because I do. I feel like a lot of the time, like a man with no country. And that's OK. We're, we're supposed to be that way to some extent. So, hey, be encouraged, Johnny. It's all right. And maybe some of you out there needing, I don't know what you're going to segue away from there. Cause we're, yeah. um, hey, thank you guys for listening. Make sure you check out all of our socials. Make sure you check out uh, the place. If you've never, if you listen, you've never left us a review. 
We'd love for you to go do that. That helps. Other people find the show that would not otherwise find it because it pushes it into the old algorithm and such. We don't know, understand how it works in the same way we don't understand how synthetic chicken is made. We just know that it's out there, and we want people to taste our chicken. We have almost 100 ratings, by the way, 100 reviews. So, Oh, that's good. Uh, yeah. People, yeah, I should go in. And, we don't, uh, I don't have a standard to bear it, to measure it by, know. but I'm I sure just, it's... 100 seems good. Seems It's a good round number. Yeah. Well, that's ratings. I don't know if there's that many reviews. So that means oh. that many people have left stars. And we have a five-star rating, by the way. So <sighs> you guys can go push us over 100, man. Uh, go and leave a couple of reviews. Well, leave one. Get yeah, your don't, friend or... Don't. I don't know. Make it real. Make a fraud. Know. What's wrong with you? <laughs> This is not the time for that, gentlemen. Sorry, sorry, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I know it ain't real. You guys, your ratings. Anyway, sorry, too soon. Too it soon, is. Johnny. That's so, fine. But uh, make sure you follow Johnny on social media, and uh, he's, uh, man, he's a funny guy. Should go, like, when does your dry bar come out? John, I don't know. It was supposed to come out this month, and it did not, so now December, I guess, is what they're looking at, so. It's supposed to come out in November, now it's looking like, they told me November, now it looks like December, I guess. It's going to be a great uh, Christmas present. I think you're right. I think people are going to be with their loved ones, they're going to enjoy it, and uh, I want you to share the heck out of it when it comes out, you guys. Yeah. Sadie will watch it. Okay. Yeah. I like that. I'll just do that. So, that'll be my my contribution. Thank you, John. (laughs) Speaking of contribution, you should go to our Patreon page. That's, you can find that at talkaboutthatpodcast.com if you'd like to uh, sponsor. We have various levels of sponsorship and some special things we do occasionally for our patrons. Thank you to all of you who support us every month. It really means a lot. And uh, send us more topics, uh, more things you want us to talk about, and we'd be happy to give it a go. You know, Johnny, we just talk things out here. It's very natural. Very natural. So, yeah. Yeah, very natural. <laughs> all right, guys. We'll see you next week on Talk About That. In case we haven't met, I'm Dino Colombo. I represent people hurt by a truck. It's what we do every day. I've seen truck accidents devastate families, but we can help. Hurt by a truck? Call Colombo Law.